With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Buck fans and football fans all over. We're back again, RBT with a live stream. I'm Michael, I'm Mark Ramirez. That's Michael Plus with you. And if you're new here, Glad to have you aboard. If you're very, very new, make sure and you haven't done yet, subscribe, like, comment, do all that good stuff down below, as we always say in the videos. But today is a podcast Monday, and we get to go over any buck news that there has been, even though it's been so damn quiet all along. And that's just it. We're talking rumors and thought processes. And I guess the biggest, latest rumor is the Jamal Adams trade rumors and oh what team does he want to go to I guess plus give me your first thought process on that and what do you think do you think it's even possible because Mm -hmm. I mean think about this we didn't think Tom Brady was possible we didn't think Rob Gronkowski was possible possible but I mean this one's very very lacking of possibility but what do you think yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting, you know, because the Bucks just invested a lot into the secondary as far as, um, you know, your uh, your secondary. You have you just drafted Antoine Winfield, and then you have you know maybe Justin Evans coming back. So it'll be very interesting to see what you know that how that takes place and if they do pursue it. But it, it's going to be it's going to be very hard to get it done because of salary cap, and you'd have to move some pieces around and. You know, I heard he's interested in, in coming here, obviously, with the Todd Bowles connection. But, you know, right now I don't see it as a possibility. Uh, it would take a lot of maneuvers. And just don't think the Bucks are really there yet to add a guy like Jamal Adams. I think they trust their young secondary pieces, and they'll go from there. I, I agree with that. Plus, I mean, you got to think he's going to want another big contract. I think he wanted right. to be the highest-paid safety in the league. I mean, yeah. like you just said, we just took a second-round pick in Antoine Winfield Jr., we, we don't know if Justin Evans is coming back. That's the, the big question mark. But if he is, you're, you're four safeties deep. Why do you yeah. really need to add to another already deep position, right? Yeah, so, they mean, really like yeah they really like Jordan Whitehead, and they like Mike Edwards. So, yeah, I just don't see it as a, a likely um, destination. And, and like you said, he's going to want a big contract. I hear he wants, you know, $20 million plus, which is just, you know, that's pretty high for a safety a year? Uh, market. Yeah, yeah, he wants twenty million plus, and uh, show me the money. Wow, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, that's okay. a lot, a lot to ask for. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot to ask okay. for the Bucks, you know, to put that kind of money into the safety group. Yeah, not, not. I mean, I know a lot of people think that that'd be like icing on the cake, but let's let's think this through. I mean, great name, yes. Is there connections with Todd Bowles? Yes. Um, 
Does Tom Brady attract a lot of players? Yes. But statistically, a business move, I mean, that's just not there. It's not in the cards. I mean, you would think you'd find a veteran that's more affordable. Even in the in the YouTube chat, Art of Free Speech says we just can't afford Adams. It's, he's right. I mean, he's not lying on that. And especially right. if he's along this $20 million a year crap you're talking about. Yeah. No, that's too rich for my money. I mean... The Jets would probably pay it. I mean, they paid Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they'll pay you. So stop trying to run away from the money if that's what you want. So, um, we yeah, I agree. And Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And and you still have to sign your you know rookies. You know, we still have to sign our draft picks, and you know, so we need certain resources in place to you know take care of that business first. And so there might be some maneuvers coming up that we just haven't seen yet. You know, once we get closer to the uh, training camp and, and season, so. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of things that need to take place before we even think about you know adding a Jamal Adams, and you'd have to give up compensation for him as well. So that's just something I don't see Jason Light you know pulling the trigger on. 100% agree with that. But uh, let's keep going into Bucks in the news. I always yeah, bring this up. I mean, pretty much this offseason, guys. Jamal Adams was the biggest thing to talk about. But let's keep going on. So the. <laughs> Story over here is Tom Brady's biggest challenge with the Buccaneers downfield passing. This is something we've touched on in the past, but let's quickly go over it really quick. Yeah, sure. I mean, Tom Brady's biggest challenge is it downfield passing. Everyone <laughs> thinks about Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, they want to push the ball down the field. We've kind of touched on it a lot saying, again, if, if you're being able to read the defense faster, know if it's even going to be there and not sit and hold the ball, I mean, we got the best plant game manager there is to make that decision faster. He's going to read and see mismatches on the field before it's even there. And he's going to read if it's a man. If it's a man that's dragging across, my man can beat him. Matchup is for me. So it's just more quick reading. He's not going to be sitting in there holding it, having to do what Jameis did a lot. He's not going to force himself to beat Jameis. Because Tom Brady's right. done it for 20 years. He's done it pretty damn good. And he didn't do it by holding the ball for seven seconds. So I think that's the biggest difference. Will it be downfield passing? Yeah, but it won't be that long of a hold because it doesn't need mm. to be. You can throw it two and a half, three seconds, and that's a downfield pass. What's right. your take? Yeah, we and again, you're right. We've touched on it before. You know, Tom Brady just he throws with anticipation, so he he's going to understand when to throw it downfield and when not to. Uh, he 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 just knows how to how to read it, and he knows how to see it very quickly, like you said, and that's why he's one of the best because. He doesn't hold the ball long. He gets the ball out of his hands very quickly, um, and he distributes. You know, he's like a point guard out there. So, you know, if he's got something available open quickly, I mean, that's what he's going to go for. Uh, if he understands that he has a shot downfield, then he's going to attack it. And he's done a pretty good job of that, of being successful as far as, you know, getting the ball downfield with accuracy. That never has been an issue. Um, he still has pretty good arm strength. So it's going to be exciting to see how he utilizes, you know, what he has out there. You know, he's never had guys like Chris Godwin or Mike Evans that can, you know, pretty much do a little bit of everything. Um, and their skill set is definitely getting downfield and making big plays. So that will be fun. And then obviously, you know, the tight end groom that we have and, and O.J. Howard and, and um, Rob, Rob uh, Gronkowski. So it, it should be very exciting. And not to mention Cam Brate. So a lot of things to work with. I mean, like you said, he hasn't had a room like this before. I mean, not just a room, just in general, this amount of talented the talent. players, right? Yeah, exactly. But 
I mean, we've been talking about that left and right. Well, let's go on to the next one, Buccaneers in the news. Tom mm-hmm. Brady calls out Skinny Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, going into yeah. that, calls out Rob Gronkowski. Not now, get out of the way. <laughs> I mean, Skinny, hashtag Skinny Gronk. So, mm-hmm. I guess, let's look at this. I guess one bicep's bigger than the other. <laughs> I mean, either way, I there was some pictures where he did look semi-slimmer, but there's still time before the season starts. I think he can still put on a good 5, 10 pounds. He mm-hmm. doesn't need to be 265, 270. I, I think he's he's got a lot of help around him where he's not going to have to bear the load. What do you, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, for sure. And, and maybe that is going to be a benefit to him as far as getting more downfield. Um, you know, being a faster player and, you know, being a little bit more athletic, not as heavy. So, you know, if he wants to play that way, then yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, he knows his body and he's going to be um, where he needs to be when, when the time is right. So yeah, I have no issue with it. Uh, but that's funny that, you know, Tom Brady calls him out you know? and that, yeah. And, and that's just, you know, that's Tom and, and Rob just, you know, having some fun, you know, that's their kind of relationship. So no, I think it's good. And it'll be exciting to see how he how he plays, you know. He should be very fresh and you know, maybe he'll be running a four six out there. God, could you imagine? <laughs> uh we got a, qu- a couple of questions before we move on to more Bucks and sure. news. Uh, Matty SOP says, Will the offense with Tom Brady be more sped up, slower, or about the same? Uh yeah, that's a great question, Matt. Uh, thanks for joining the the chat as always. Uh yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a little bit of everything, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, I think this offense can play with tempo. Uh, I, I think Tom has shown in the past where he likes to, if he knows the defense is on its heels, he he likes to keep it going and attack and, and keep it up up pace. Um, but then he knows when to slow it down and he, and he knows when to, you know, be methodical and take his time. So I think it'll be a good balance of everything. I agree. I mean, perfect game manager we've said that before it's he'll make the decision that needs to be made right before even pre-snap he'll he'll make it he'll make it before then so it's not it could be fast it could be longer tempo it matters the the situation we're at in the game i mean if if it's a third and short i wouldn't expect him to hold the ball long he's going to want to get rid of it quick on a quick mismatch and it's a if it's a quick slant play or if it's a long developing route i mean yeah, it it all depends the the play that's happening, the situation, in the game. There's a lot that that goes into it, but I think he'll just, again, game manager. He'll know when to hold it longer. He'll know when to get rid of it faster. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and we've seen Tom in the past with New England. You know, he does a really good job of, you know, understanding situations. So if it's like third and one, like you were saying, like he'll he'll hurry up to the line right there and just do like a quick quarterback sneak or or what have you, you know, to get that first down. So. He, he does a really good job of keeping it um, balanced and keeping the defense off balance. And that's that's the whole goal of the offense, to be honest, you know. And that's how you attack in different ways and you be successful. Yeah. And so Art of, Art of Free Speech said again, he said, to be fair, very few quarterbacks in history have had a wide receiver slash tight end group like Brady has right now. <laughs> that's true. You're not lying. Very true. But, but the funny thing is, is that they're still somewhat unheard of, the group that we have. Right. I mean, to be honest, when he had Randy Moss and Wes Welker, they were more bigger names. I mean, Chris Godwin is – he's about to have a huge spotlight on him. 
He's about to prove mm-hmm. to the world of how good he really is. Is he really that good of a top 10, possibly top 5 wide receiver? Or is he just had one fluke of a good year because Jameis could get away from defenders and get it to him down the field, right? Right. Yeah. So you're going to see big time of that. And then, yeah, like he just said, Gronk, OJ, Bray, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on. It's Yeah, same, same with Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans should be talked about nonstop as one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the game. And, you know, he doesn't get the recognition. It's kind of similar to the Levante David thing, you know, as far as just the, the whole recognition thing goes. And, you know, that comes with winning. You know, if this team starts winning, you know, Mike Evans is going to be talked a lot about, you know, because he rightfully so, he deserves it. I mean, he's got, what, six straight thousand-yard seasons. That's just – it's crazy. Like, that's very impressive. And same thing with Levante. I mean, he's just been one of the top linebackers in the game and yeah. still hasn't been to, you know, Pro Bowls or what have you. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to get their deserved recognition this season for sure, especially with the five uh, primetime games that we have. Yeah, and guys in the chat, since you're here in the live stream, we'll give you a good heads up of what we're going to do later on in the week. We're talking about Levante David. That will be our main big video we do this week. Levante deserves the respect he truly deserves. Doesn't get it at all. Has he ever been an all-pro player? I don't believe he has been. No. no. And he should have been this year after year after year. And Mm -hmm. it's a long video, but it's going to be real nice. Let's put it that way. So (laughs) be prepared for that one. Uh, But let's keep talking in the group chat. Mm so forgive me if I'm saying this name wrong. Meliwo, Melu, I don't know. Melu, someone says you guys are awesome. Thank you, buddy. He says, do you guys think that will be they will let fans in the stadium this year? Ah oh, man, I hope. But you know the way this COVID thing is going, and and now it's even spiking more, and we're having like second waves now. I just I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna you know, find a way to control that. There's a lot of logistics that's going to go into it. I mean, how do you keep fans, you know, six feet apart and do all that, you know, inside the stadium and, you know, you only sell a certain amount of tickets or, you know, stuff like that. I I don't know. It's, it's going to be very tough. I think right now I would say it's going to be no fans. I mean, just like you're seeing with the, um, you know, overseas in, in Korea, you know, with the baseball yeah. and they're having, they're having empty. And stuff yeah. They're having, yeah. They're having empty stadiums and, um, I think soccer's doing the same thing overseas where they're playing, but there's no no fans in the in the stands. So that's probably what we're looking at, you know. And the same thing goes with you know the restarting the basketball. I think you know well, they slowed it July. down because they're scared about. Oh, did they shut yeah. it down? Well, they didn't shut it down. Okay. But they're, they're scared, so I don't know. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, same thing with baseball. I know they're trying to work yeah. it out. So hockey, I think, is maybe on the go. I don't know how that's working. So yeah, I mean. Right now, I think it's going to be probably no fans, unfortunately. Well, I mean, as long as we're going to see football, I mean, yeah, I, that's I, all I, can, that I can't take another. I mean, how long can you prevent this? I mean, but I mean, this kind of goes right. into the next Buccaneers in the news. Mm-hmm. Two Tampa Bay Buccaneers have tested positive. They're not giving away the names because obviously Zeke Elliott got pissed off. You shouldn't mm-hmm. give away. That's private. That's your life. I mean. If it's your injury during the season, okay. It kind of has to come out because that's what ended your season. This, I mean, that's their right. I mean, there's no point in giving away their personal matters of who has it, who doesn't have it. Mm. Um, But then there's also, let's see, I think there's 11 total people 
I forgot the amount, total amount, but I mean, mm-hmm. still, that goes into will they allow like fans in the stands? I mean, this is what mm. three months away now, July, August, yeah. September, right? So it's it's looking unlikely. I, I don't I don't see a big change happening in three months. Do I see mm-hmm. them playing? To be honest, if there's a sport where they have a lot of protecting covering them from the other person it's football I mean, you're wearing pads you're wearing gloves you, mm-hmm. you have a face mask i guess get a shield for their mouth i guess but right. other than that i mean god i hope <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean they got to do what's best for everyone involved and, and that's including the fans so you know they got to do what's right and got to keep people safe and you know um but yeah as far as the news goes i'm not surprised that you know we had some people test positive i mean that's happening around everywhere um you know there's new new positives coming every every day so you know here right in here in florida you know we have what thousand two thousand um new positives every day so it's happening and um we just hope for the best going forward and hopefully we can get this thing contained and, and turned around 100%. 100%. I mean, well, let's go from a, a sad downer to let's go to more of a positive outlook. And mm-hmm. let's look at Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Let's look Tom at Tom Brady. sporting his new Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform. When I see that red 12, all I can think of is Trent Dilfer. I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, don't bring me back those right? days. <laughs> but that face looks a lot different than, than Trent Dilfer, I'll be honest. Right, yeah. Trent had the big smile on his face and like, yeah, it's just. But yeah, Tom looks good in that uniform. And that, that's a nice, it's a nice uniform. Look at the mitts on that dude. Jeez. Right? Banana yeah, it looks hands. Very, it looks very clean, so. Right, I mean. Well, yeah, it looks good. Mr. COVID-19 to number TB12. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is the hype that we're seeing right now as Buck fans because there's mm-hmm. nothing else to really harp on. I mean, besides looking at Brady looking so clean in his in his outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Look at that butt chin. <laughs> Thoroughly wiped it prior to, to <laughs> prior to the shoot. But uh, let's keep yeah. going on to the chat. So, oh, it was William spelt backwards. Milo, Milo. Yeah, it was William spelt backwards. Uh, let's keep going. So Fred F says may allow less than fifty percent into the stadium. I would hope. Okay. Allow, allow something, I, but I don't know. Yeah, they very well could do that. Yeah. He also said. Maybe. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say maybe like spread out the fans, you know, between the three levels, and um, you know, just have them in certain sections. But six feet. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, now we got the white. Yeah, that looks good. I like the white uniform. It looks nice. Everything just looks clean. I mean, yeah, much better. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have you don't have to worry about you know identifying which number is which you know because it was kind of tough like with the old uniforms it was it could be hard to tell which number is who. Yeah, you well, know, just because based on the font. And that stupid orange coming into the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, there it is. <laughs> that's that's good. Now we roll him. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Did you end up uh, getting some jerseys or no? I haven't yet. I had to buy okay. windows and stuff. I, I'm a cheap, just no. cheap ass. So I understand. I haven't <laughs> bought. I haven't. I haven't bought anything yeah. yet. Yeah. But I mean, hey, God, let's just see him in action, please. I'll probably get like one of the jersey T-shirts. That's probably what I'll do. They're let's a lot less expensive. Auto correct, please. <laughs> 
Well, I guess not. Uh, but let's keep going on. So Fred F. is also a longtime Pats fan. He says Brady has a quick release. Brady is more about brains than arm strength. I fully agree, yeah. Fred F. Mm-hmm. It's just getting the rest of Bucks Nation and just fans in general to, to understand that. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. going to be Bruce Arians just yelling down his throat. If a guy's produced 20 years, the brains will take over. It's He's yeah. going to make the decisions. Bruce Arians isn't making the decisions on the field. Right. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going down the line. <laughs> uh, Buck Skull Gang in the house. He said, do you guys think we trade for Jamal Adams? Kind of answered that. Plus, I'll let you take it real quick. Yeah, yeah. We uh, talked about uh, that earlier to start the show. And uh, I just, I don't see it happening right now. You know, just based on, you know, like we said, compensation and, you know, price tag is going to be, you know, hefty. And we just really can't afford them unless we make some moves like, you know, maybe cutting a, you know, Cam Braid or, you know, William Golston. But then you look at your depth and that, that hurts your team, you know, more. And I think they're very confident in the uh, second round uh, draft pick, Antoine Winfield, to take over as free safety. And you still have um, uh, Justin Evans. And then, uh, you know, they really like Jordan Whitehead as well as Mike Edwards. So I think they're happy with that group. And you, you still have, um, you know, Dakota Dixon coming back. So, you know, it's a it's a talented group that they have there. Well, actually, this is a really good question. Mm-hmm. I know you addressed the Jamal Adams question. This needs to be addressed. So... This is brutal as bucks. I know James is off the team, but he had a James question. Okay. And hey, we have nothing else to talk about, so let's discuss, right? This is what Real Bucks talks about. We're trying to talk it out with you guys, fans, and what we think, and have everyone thinks together to form a conclusion. He said, the biggest mistake is everyone saying James held the ball too long. There is no data that shows that it's just a cheap excuse to blame James rather than address the real issue. He said the real issue is bottom five O-line. <laughs> What's your first initial thoughts on that? And I will take it after. Oh, man. Bottom oh, five. Wait, before you answer that, Brutal's yeah. Buck said he had COVID and it's weak as hell. Most overblown <laughs> thing ever. Hey. I mean, uh, I, I guess you're not 75 or over, 65 or over. But, I mean, <laughs> that's a good thing you fought it off. You're a strong man. But, or... I'm hoping man or woman. I don't know. Whichever one you are, you're strong. But go ahead, plus. Jameis, O-line, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Jameis was – he was just his biggest um, – he's his biggest enemy. I mean, he, he kind of uh, – I mean, he always hurt himself because of the turnovers and, you know, just the – his biggest issue was pre-snap and understanding where to go post-snap. And that's O-line or no O-line. I mean, yes, at times our O-line was um, inconsistent and he would have guys in his face right away um, at certain times. But that's with every team. You're going to have that. You're going to have breakdowns on the offensive line. Uh, But to say they're bottom five, I wouldn't go that far. I think the offensive line was better uh, than most as far as pass protection. And I think Jameis had time uh, to make things happen for the most part. Um, But... Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it just it just didn't work out for Jameis. I mean, you could say offense of scheme and all these things and make these excuses, but Jameis just didn't really progress, to be honest, as far as understanding where to go with the football uh, consistently, and that led to turnovers and really put his team in bad positions, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, 
it's not like I'm going to fully agree with Plus. We agree on a lot of things, but it's just I agree with him pre snap reads. He just he just wouldn't read it right, and he would say this on record multiple times. He would say, "I trust my guys to win over the other guys." That is blatantly dumb to say. I mean, that's just saying that I'm going to run a play no matter what. It's going to go this way, and my guys going to win, even though the defense is set up to beat that. I'm still going to trust my guys and to cut across when even I know that defender is going to jump right in front of it. That to me is d- dumb, especially in a, in a press conference. Then mm. he would make the same mistakes he made the first year and his fifth year. And yes, he would, he made some miraculous plays. I mean, there were some times I'm like, how in the hell? How? There's just no way you can do that. And that's the special part where people were like, I don't want to let this go. This is something that's special. As long, if we, if, Big if we can just get rid of some of those interceptions, some of those turnovers, then we got it. But that's the thing. Five years in, you're still saying if. And do you really see a brighter future moving forward, even though he knows at times he would say, I don't know what the issue is. Yeah. And it sounded like Cutter from last year. If you don't know, obviously you know. It's just you just can't figure it out. It's something that's not clicking, and you just – People, some people said, oh, Bruce Arians want to get rid of him because he's a QB, QB whisperer and he, he didn't want to have his name tainted. Oh, <laughs> come on. He did, he's done this six years in a row. He did it his last year at Florida State, too. So, I mean, I was the biggest – we were both one of his biggest fans. We went to the draft. I don't know if anyone knows this. We went to the draft to watch him being drafted, and we were his number one fan. We wanted him over Mariota, and we were hyped. And we were like, oh, that first year is a – that's a wash. He's just learning. Second year, okay. Sophomore slump. Third year, he's going to show it. It just never kind of clipped. Yeah. I, we didn't even give a shit about this off the field stuff. I mean, he's just, you think college, you're immature. Some of this stuff, I mean, when you sell him off the field, he was the most community well-known guy. He would talk to all these kids and do all the right things. He would just be in stupid situations at the wrong time, it would seem. So, I mean, some people called us Jameis haters. It was just more a realistic belief that, okay, obviously after five years, how many more times can I say, let me keep going back to you, right? So, and then if you're proving to me over and over and over, you're doing the same mistakes again and again. You're not reading pre-snap. You're not making decisions of what the defense is giving you. You're not taking the easy chip shots like a Brady does to win constantly. And even hey, I'm gonna leave it alone. Even Bruce didn't yeah. say it. Yeah, you don't get broke putting money in the bank, right? He just wouldn't mm-hmm. put money in the bank. He'd go for uh, the slot machines or something. I don't know. Mm. But uh, yeah, this is just a big touchy subject for every Buck fan. He's he's in the New Orleans Saints now. Yeah. Hey, he has a good decision to do that to learn behind one of the best too. But mm. hey, good luck, Jameis. I just I feel like too many people down the offensive line we have some videos on our own line especially donovan smith who everyone thinks sucks it's a lot better than you think uh oh way too long and thought out but let me go on to the next one uh art of free speech says i'm an old man too i just really didn't like the old unis but it's an opinion on aesthetic so there's no right or wrong answers about it you like what you like i guess they were talking about if you like the really old unis like the crimsicle stuff uh huh. Yeah. As opposed to this one. Yeah, I I, I don't mind the creamsicle either, but I I like um 
you know, the, the pure and the, and the red, you know, classic from the, you know, the 97, you know, Ford. And I think it's a good look. Um, and I especially like it with the new helmet, you know, with the bigger logo. So I think it looks really good. And, you know, hopefully that means more winning. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Um, right. Uh, there's some other Jameis questions. Let's touch those real quick. Uh, while we are okay. on Jameis, if Breeze gets hurt, do you think Hill starts or Jameis? Uh, I think they'll go with Taysom Hill right now. You know, it seems like he's the number two, but we will see how that plays out. I would think Jameis just just <laughs> him. Taysom, he hasn't really shown much, but true, what, he's a he's a gimmick guy. Yeah. And then someone said reason why because Jameis can't see. He can see now. <laughs> if that happened five years, that that's his fault. That's not the Bucks organizational fault. And what was it? It was far sighted. No, near sightedness. Right? He could mm-hmm. see near. He just couldn't see far. Right. So maybe that would affect his deep ball, but his deep ball was better this year. So mm-hmm. I don't think it was as bad as people think. Right. I, don't know. I think that's just, yeah, that's overblown, I think, in my opinion. He wore contacts, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, just for Bucks fans to know, Brady hasn't lost a step. He had the worst wide receiver core in the NFL. This is from Fred F. Last mm-hmm. in separation, also had a bad O line and running game with the Pats. That's actually a yeah, really good point because definitely. their running game was very similar to ours. It was very low in the amount of runs they did, and they weren't producing when they ran the ball. And I thank you as a Pats fan saying that because most Buck fans think our line just sucks. We can't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. But we'll never be able to run the ball like Jim Moore from the past. <laughs> so, plus, go ahead and take it. No, I think I think he's right, you know. Their offensive line, I think, was worse than worse than ours, in, in my opinion. So, and then you look at their your receiving core. Yeah, definitely. They they didn't really have anybody to throw to. Um, it was just just not very consistent. They had a lot of young guys. You know, they had um, what's the guy from uh, McNeil? I think Henry or uh, the rookie that they had last year. I can't Keneal think of his Harry? name. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. So he was up and down, and then they had a couple other guys um, that just, you know, were injured or didn't pan out. Uh, and then their offensive line was, yeah, it was a mess. I mean, it really wasn't good. You know, Tom Brady got hit probably the most ever in a season last season. So it's uh, he's coming to an upgrade in our offensive line, in my opinion. I think it's much better, and I think it's actually going to look very good um, coming up this season. Hey, guys, I mean, you're, you'll be surprised what happens when a guy makes faster decisions. I mean, it's like he said, it's not that he just held on to the ball, but sometimes it was because he would, someone else said in the chat, he would sometimes run into sacks. He did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jameis. Yeah, so, for sure. Sometimes he got out of it. Sometimes he didn't. And then Fred F again. And he still got 12 wins with Brady's lesson, lesser than talent around him and O-line blocking for him. But again, before we go on to the next subject, guys, if you haven't, please like, comment, subscribe. Give us some comments down below. I mean, we'll read them later and talk about them in another live stream or bring them into one of our player breakdowns. If you, especially if you have a player breakdown, put it down in the comments down below. Which one, which player do you want? Whether it be college, pro, buccaneer. I mean, we're not we're gonna do mainly bucks, but put it down below. Let us see what you have to say. And if you haven't subscribed, you better get down there. Other than that, <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, let's see Jordan Durr says I don't understand that's a new name too so welcome Jordan Durr he says I don't understand why our fan base is nervous about Brady in the long ball 
This is not Madden. Yards don't equal wins. We need the ball distributed to the right people when it should be distributed. You know what? Let me see. I just... That deserves a couple of woos. I mean, yeah. take it away. I, I, he said it for me. I'm going to shut up and listen. Yeah, Jordan, don't be a stranger. Please, you yeah. know, join us every uh, live stream here <laughs> uh, Monday at 8 p.m. Uh, yeah, your comments are, are welcome anytime, you know, because you said it perfectly. That's what offense is, you know, distributing the ball to the right people. That's what we need to, you know, have happen. And that's what we're looking for. And I think we will get it because of Tom Brady. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Shouldn't be worried at all. Jordan says, takes a bow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you deserve it, buddy. I mean, that's – you said it how it should be said. I mean, mm-hmm. point blank. That's all – and that's all we wanted Jameis to do. And, and, unfortunately, he just couldn't get past what he was, you know, fighting. And that was always trying to make the big play. And we just wanted him to take some, you know, just some short shots and, and keep the ball moving. And he could just never do it consistently. He did it at times, and you're like, wow, you know, can we have that every week? But uh, he just would just revert back to the same habits and ended up, you know, costing his team, you know, wins, you know, consistently. It's just hard when you put your defense in a bind like that with the turnovers. And that's all we were saying. And again, it, it sounds like harsh criticism, but it's just the facts, guys. You know, that's what we try to put out there. Yeah. Just as you said, facts, Buck Skull Gang in the house says facts. Yeah. But I mean, I, before we move on from Jameis. You better, you better check your check your sheet. I'm balling. <laughs> okay, so let's leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but in the chat, Antonio Andres Martinez says, Hi from Spain. Hell yeah. We got Buck fans all the way from Spain. You know what? That's awesome. Welcome. Woo! There you go. You get another one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the Bucks talk. Real Bucks talk. We'll try and give you as much as we can. Hopefully- What's the time over What's the time over there? Ooh. Yeah, what is the time, Antonio? Let us know in the chat. Uh, but keep going. You know what? Let's actually get to this point. before. I know we're talking a lot of Brady, Jameis, and stuff, but mm-hmm. let's go over to this. This is actually something pretty big in Bucks news. Albert Breer coming out on Twitter saying, 14 teams used franchise tag this year. Cowboys' QB Dak Prescott became the 10th to sign his tender, leaving mm-hmm. four guys unsigned. What name is this right here, top of the list? Yeah. Bucks outside linebacker Shaq Barrett. Deadline is July 15th to sign that franchise tender. So, Mm -hmm. you tell me, Plus. So, will he sign it, first of all? Do you think he signs it? Or do you think we find a long-term deal? And then if he doesn't sign it, what the hell happens? Yeah, that's that's a really good uh, question and topic. And it's coming right around the corner as we're only a couple weeks away from it. Uh, I think he most likely signs the tender, but I think, you know, maybe somehow we find a long-term deal before that day um, to, you know, create cap space as well, you know, cause we're going to need cap space to sign our rookies and, and stuff like that. So maybe we, you know, put something together before that. Um, but ultimately what I'm saying is he's going to be a Buccaneer in, in 2020. I don't think they let him go past that deadline. I, mean, I almost want to say, I hope they don't. Right. I mean, you know, this this season's just been so weird. Twenty twenty's just been weird. So mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I can't give you an honest answer. I think his best business decision is to. Either way, it's a whole crap ton of money. He's even said it in the past. That's the most money he's seen, I guess, ever in a 
mm-hmm. NFL contract. So why the hell not and bet on yourself, especially against a, with a loaded team, and you could still right. be another big highlight of the team. So you won't get twenty sacks. I mean, that's probably what he wants: the production of give me the amount of money twenty sacks deserves, as opposed right. to playing another year and you only get ten. Then the Bucks yeah. will have a leverage ship saying, "Oh well." 10 sacks gets you this much. 20 sacks gets you this. We'll give you somewhere in the middle. He, he <laughs> wants what 20 is. And I understand both sides, but. Yeah. I think you also got to look yeah. at, um, you know, COVID, you know, being a potential, mm-hmm. you know, delay because they, I don't know if they can really bring him into the building and you have to get like, you know, maybe they want to make sure he's, you know, healthy and good, you know, no injuries or what have you take physical. I don't know if that plays a part into it. Probably not, but you know, that just could be something, but. You know, and then also, you know, talking with his agents and ma- and having everybody involved as far as, you know, discussion. So, you know, maybe that, you know, could be a potential delay because you have to figure out the terminologies and all that of a long-term deal. Um, so maybe they're just playing it out, you know, until the final, you know, day and, and see what happens there. Uh, I, I don't know if he doesn't sign, you know, as far as the tender, what happens after that. I'm not sure if he goes into you know, unrestricted free agent or, or what have you. I don't know how that works. I know, I think Clowney did that. What was it last year or the year before where he didn't sign? And was it last year? Yeah. Or maybe he did sign. I don't know. I, I forget how that plays out. I, I know Yannick signed and got traded, right? Yeah. But I think it was like later on in the, in the year, it was like past the deadline. So I'm just not sure how the, those rules play into effect. That's something we'll have to look up, but, um, you know, looking at Yannick and Gawai, I'm pretty sure he won't sign his team back, you know, <laughs> because of, you know, what he's put out there. You know, obviously he wants to be traded. Uh, and then who was the other names? Yeah, like A.J. Green and um, oh, I, I forget the other name. A.J. Green wouldn't sign? Ooh. Yeah. Guys, don't even think about it. Don't put it out there. <laughs> but uh, let's so, keep going. So until yeah, yeah, said, definitely. it's 2.37 a.m. Wow. wow. Appreciate it. Hey, yeah, thanks, buddy. I mean. Hope we're giving you the content you want to see. That's commitment. Right? Uh, And then Bucks Skull Gang in the house said, see my comment earlier. I think it's this one. Bucks best wide receiver core in league. Jameis Winston throws for 5,000 yards in offense, and he threw 30 touchdowns. How many yards and touch – how many yards Tom Brady have? How many touchdowns will he have? Considering he's got the best wide receiver core. I guess Mm -hmm. prediction game. Go ahead, plus. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say probably a little over um, 45,000 yards, and I'm going to say 35 touchdowns. Uh, that's what I'll put them at, somewhere in, in that area. 4,535 touchdowns? Yeah. Hmm. I'll say 4,230 touchdowns because we're going to run the ball more. Yeah, could be and I right. hope so. I hope we're, we're in the lead and we can actually run the ball. Mm-hmm. I would say even almost 30 touchdowns. I, I mean, I want to say, yeah, 5,500 yards, 60 touchdowns. But let's, <laughs> and I hope he comes in with that demeanor. Like, I'm going to blow this top off. I'm going to freaking shove it in Belichick's face. I'm going to show that I'm mm-hmm. a 43-year-old man that can do it. So come right. in that way. But I'm, I'm going to be hype train of team, not just Brady. Because I think just overall the team is just so stacked. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, people saying – Hope Shaq Barrett gets signed. 2020 is awful. Yes, it is. There hasn't been many highlights. I mean, yeah, it's been um, it's been tough. I mean, gosh. Uh, still about touchdowns Brady will throw. Just end COVID. Yes, please. 
Mm-hmm. Um, TB12 is going to set a record. I hope so. I can see that. How many yards is Rojo going to get? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I w- I'm going to say he'll get over a thousand if he's healthy. I think you know. I think he's going to get the more attempts that we've been looking for. And and like you said, um, you know, the running game I think is going to be better because of you know said Tom Brady and and the way the offense is going to be able to operate. I think our offensive line is going to be better, you know, with Tristan Wirfs in there and being able to run block to the to the right or to the left. I think that's going to make a big difference. Um, and just Rojo being better overall. I think him being more seasoned and being able to see things more clearer, I think that's going to help. So I'd say over 1,000. I don't know exact number, I'm but over 1,000. Yeah, I'm going to say easily over 1,000. Yeah. I mean, he almost had 700 last year. Yeah, I mean he had he had a thousand yards from scrimmage, yeah. so you know running and catching. I mean he's number one option. Give it to him when he's hot. Vaughn splitting the carries. Yeah, well, I think Rojo once again like Brady and his ability to make a quick pass. Jameis didn't really hit the quick pass, so people are going to be looking at the quick outlet more than they're going to be looking at Rojo running it in between the tackles. And guess what? Rojo can run in between the tackles, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw our video on that, but the dude's good. Just give him yeah. some more opportunities, and he's going to do it. Uh, MJ says no more than a thousand for Rojo. If he breaks a thousand, then I'll take it. A thousand on the dot, I'll take it. He's going to get a bigger uh, contract probably because of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Durr says we have been stacked for the last few years. On paper, it was always pick your poison. You can't stop all of them. I finally believe we have the right general in place to make that true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, Jordan, you know, just keep coming back every Monday. We appreciate it. So um, you're making sense. Too much sense that one of us might get kicked off the show. <laughs> <laughs> we might be taking our place. <laughs> hey, hey, like, this is the stuff that we want to see. I mean, but it's not like we're always going to agree. I mean, there's there's going to be points where we disagree, but still like that's he's making sense we have always had pick your poisons on paper i mean we've been loaded on weapons it's just we don't win so those weapons don't get called upon on national media because we're not winners right i mean yes um godwin and evans got pro bowl ability but levante's never heard of because we don't win and we're always getting thrown all over it's not just his one fault for doing that Mm -hmm. so yeah, uh, we'll keep going. So, <laughs> Buck Skull Gang in the house says, Vita Vea, play fullback. Next, Marker Cert? Uh, I don't know who that is. Marker Cert? I don't know. Mm, I'm not sure. But I like Vita Vea at fullback. I mean, the refrigerator. I hope you meant that. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, <laughs> Naeem Thomas, how much better do you think our secondary improves bearing injury? Good question. Plus yeah, it's really good. Run. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I think, you know, guys in the chat, I think you've seen our Jamel uh, Dean. If you haven't, you know, go check it out. But, um, yeah, we're really high on him. Uh, I think we're going to have a video. Well, I, I shouldn't share that. You know, I won't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I like our secondary. I think it's got a lot of potential. Um, again, it just depends. Like you said, if healthy, I think they can be really good. You know, it depends, and it also depends on how fast, you know, Antoine Winfield picks up his game. You know, can, um, you know, Mike Edwards uh, take that next step and become a little bit better than he was um, last season? And same thing with Jamel Dean. Can he take that next step and 
And, you know, we showed him the video of his uh, smarts and awareness. So we think we, he can. So we're really excited about him. And obviously Carlton Davis, you know, so. And then we didn't talk about, you know, Sean Murphy bunting. And there's a lot of good things in the secondary. You know, obviously, if we have an injury here or there, you know, there could be some changes made. You know, does Ryan Smith go to the outside or do you have MJ Stewart, you know, play in the nickel? So when you get, you know, lower in the depth chart, you're looking for guys to step up. And maybe we have that in, in like a, a Parnell a Motley, you know, the undrafted guy that we highlighted as well. Um, you know, so we'll see how that all plays out. But it'll be very interesting to watch that secondary come together and really be a fun group to watch. Yeah, so touching on what you said too, like it's so young, they learned together. You just saw all of them get better game by game. And right. I'm going to butcher the how he said this, but – Sean Murphy Bunting in an interview with Carmen, what's her name? Uh, Vitaly. Vitaly, I believe it was. He was like, well, last year I was just learning where I needed to be. Now I'm studying what the offense is doing to know how to beat them. Mm-hmm. So if he already knows where he's supposed to be in the, in the defensive set, now he's studying the other team. You can't do everything at once. As a rookie, you just got to be able to play fast and know where you need to be. So if he knows where to be already, just in the back of his mind, that's second nature – now he's looking. He already feels awareness-wise where he has to be. Now he's mm-hmm. looking and reading what's going on with what his assignment is. That's the cool part of getting better as a whole in a defense, as an individual in Sean Murphy Bunting. And then you have it as a whole in the defense because you have guys like Sue, Vita Vea, Levante David that have been doing it for a couple of years now. Levante's been doing it forever. JPP yeah. could actually... William, someone said JVP film analysis coming down the road, but you got guys like that who know how to do it. Now you have the young guys learning, feeling that accountability. Like these older guys are expecting me to produce and they're all of the right mind. That's, that's the biggest thing that I think. And Mm -hmm. I don't see any like prima donnas. I don't see guys that are like, Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm Sean Murphy bunting Island. Like (laughs) I don't see any of that crap. So (laughs) they all seem Go ahead. Addicted to winning. I yeah. Would say. Yeah, absolutely. And and you touched on it. You know, you, you've talked about, you know, Sean, you know, understanding what he needed to do and then, you know, understanding how to attack offenses. And we saw that, you know, late in the year, you know, with the pick six against Detroit, you know, making plays on the football. He started to get more interceptions as the year, you know, went down the wire there and making more plays and being in the right spot. So, yeah, I mean, that just shows you how quickly they were learning. You know, Jamel Dean, I think, what, played only like five games, and he ended up with, what, 17 pass defenses, which is just crazy. You know, Carlton Davis had 19. So I think they had, what, 96 on the year. So that's really good. Like, that, that's very impressive. Shows it's a very aggressive defense. It, it fits their style of play, which is really nice. And I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, you know, everyone talks about the offense, and I'm always talking the defense because I think this unit is going to be – it's just going to be fun to watch just to see them fly around. And I think we got something special brewing on that side of the ball that is going to help us win more consistently because defense wins championships. And that's – I mean, we all know it. We won it in 2002 with a defense that was phenomenal. And I'm not saying this defense is going to be up to that level, but I think they're going to be – very good and much better than what we've seen in the past. Gosh, I fully agree with that defense. I mean, it's just right there. It's just little things where they would give up Mm -hmm. last year. But then a lot of that's youth. I mean, once you learn it, 
put in the back of your mind, you know what, what it looks like, you can repeat it and actually succeed the next time. Right, but, uh, for sure. I guess, let's see, a couple of notes because we're kind of getting near the end here. Bucks defense will be much better. Opposing teams will be forced to pass because of Bucks' high-scoring offense. Thank you, Fred F. Jordan Durr says, Plus already follows me on Twitter. I'm just finally interacting with him live. Been loving you guys' content forever. I uh, appreciate it, man. Hell yeah. Um, Want to breathe throw. Jamel Dean was on track to beat the NFL record of pass def- deflections. He was on track for 51 deflections and six interceptions. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. This is MJ says, I want to see more of Ryan Smith. You think he's a better cornerback, nickel, or free safety? That's your boy. I'll let you talk on that one. Yeah, um, yeah, I was big on Ryan Smith coming out of the draft. I actually wrote an article when we had our website and actually predicted him, you know, coming to Tampa Bay or at least highlighting him. And, you know, I was excited when they took him to the fourth round. I think he's got a lot of potential. Unfortunately, you know, with the Mike Smith, you know, when we had him as our defense coordinator, I think he got shuffled around too much. And they, you know, moved him from safety to cornerback and really just couldn't find an identity that he wanted to, uh, you know, get comfortable with. And I thought he never did get comfortable. And and then uh, he had games where he played really well on the outside. And then for whatever reason, you know, they didn't play him the following week. So, uh, you know, I like him as an outside corner. I think that's where he fits best. Uh, and hopefully he gets the opportunities there instead of, you know, moving around other other areas i was surprised he signed back actually i, mean, I, I was too yeah i think he was hoping he had a bigger market and yeah. it just didn't work out that way and he's an yeah he's an ace on special teams he's a hell of a gunner i mean we saw the difference when he was out for those four games because he he is yeah he is special teams right? so that's what he is <laughs> so i mean i guarantee he wants to be an outside corner maybe like you said the market wasn't there but mm-hmm. i mean he's fast he is semi-aggressive. He just, to me, just doesn't have the awareness of when these guys are cutting, doesn't read it fast enough. But, I mean, hey, I mean, it's, it's been a long time, but maybe it's just the opportunity. You know, you don't know. Yeah, right. Um, there was a question here. So, Jordan, again, with some, oh, Fred F., great show, guys. Just subscribe. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate it, Fred. Thank um, you. Jordan Durr said, there's been some players that have lit the world on fire immediately and make people think this is the norm and not the exception. It's a learning curve in the NFL. We need to be patient with our kids. I want to touch on that real quick. I talked about mm-hmm. off screen or off podcast, whatever the hell we're doing with you about it. Um, Gerald McCoy, when he was first drafted here, he got injured the first two years in a row. I think it was his bicep both years or something like that. Right. And it was like, oh, he's a bust. He's a piece of trash. Just based off of injuries. And mm-hmm. literally, you know, he starts staying healthy and starts producing. I, we, our Scotty Miller video that we put up, people are like, oh, he's not going to become anything. He's too small. He's too weak. People are just throwing him around. I look at that. I'm like, it's like you're looking at the glass half empty kind of kind of way. Mm-hmm. Look at what he is doing well. So, I mean, you can't always just highlight the good because you got to look at both sides. But usually as a coach, as an offense, you're looking at what they do best. So if Scotty Miller can burn the damn – sideline that down and you're making it available for everyone else you have to respect that speed and if you're going that fast obviously if you get hit off your track you're going to tumble but the thing yeah. is he made some pretty good ass catches and he cut on a dime at times and those short routes there's kind of end around or just turn around quick hitch i mean he did some of those routes that brady's known to be to hit very often and he had he likes those shifty guys in in the slot could he become that possibly but i'm not going to totally 
say based off of five games that he played in, only 13 catches, he's a washed-up loser. <laughs> I mean, patience. <laughs> you got to have patience. I mean, this is the eye on the prize. It's like a stock market this trade. You just made it. You're not going to immediately get rid of it. you got to see what you got. And if you invested in it, you better have done your research. I hope the Bucks did it, but he's got that speed. He's got that J.J. Nelson. I think he's got better hands than that. Mm. Uh, but I guess he was just mentioning about the, the cornerbacks, but I agree. Just be patient. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I agree with that as well. I mean, it's the same thing. Like we had it with Rojo and Alex Kappa. You know, everyone wanted to throw them out of the out of the window and draft somebody different. And you know, you got to give them time. You know, give them time to develop. And that's how we did it. You know, in the early or the late '90s and the 2000s, we had guys that we would develop and be better. I mean, Rondé Barber sucked his first year, and then he was just he was out of the world. You know, the the next couple of seasons because he had more time to develop and learn. Brian Kelly, same thing. You know, Sheldon Quarles didn't start right away. So these are guys that you have to, you know, draft and develop and, and see what happens. But you got to give them those opportunities to really learn the league. I mean, same thing with Vita Vea. You know, Vita Vea had those injuries early on, and everyone said he was a bust and this and that. Now he's yeah. one of the best defensive tackles in the league. So it's like, you know, you got to give these guys some time to really grow and mature. And, and people forget, like, these guys are coming – into the league at 20 years old, you know, some of them 20, 21, you know, they're not mature in their bodies yet. So it, it, it takes, it takes time for these guys to really become what they're going to be, you know, six, seven years down the road. Yeah. Like I said, longevity, you can't just impulse react. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, last couple of questions. We're getting kind of long on the live stream. Uh, so there's Tyrod Johnson is good. Two, what do you th- do? You think he's going to be on the field this year as a rookie? Is he meaning Tyler Johnson? Ty- Tyler Johnson. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tyler, I think is is definitely going to have a role for sure. I think him and Scotty are going to be kind of, you know, mi- mix and match and and have um, you know, just see who really takes over that position. You know, whether it be Scotty or whether it be Tyler. So I think that's going to be a good battle to see how they're utilized. But yeah, Tyler will definitely be on the field. I'm sure. Something funny. Something funny. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Jordan Durr says, what's crazy with our fan base is that we give our rookies no time to learn, but we gave Jameis an eternal clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We kind of did. <laughs> um, other than that, let's see. Yeah, he is. No. Oh, no. I think we can end it on that. Great questions, guys. Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, one yeah. more. Okay. Barnes, I, I missed this one. He says, "What are your what are your ex- expectations of uh, Keyshawn Vaughn? I'm surprised we picked him over Zach Moss. I had Moss in my top five running backs. Let's do that one before we head on out." Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think Vaughn is going to be a, a pretty solid contributor. Again, he's a mature player. He understands what he can do and what he can't do. Uh, so I would expect him to have. You know, I think they'll slow him into it. I don't think they'll rush him into anything. Um, significant. I think Rojo is going to handle that main load. And you might even see, you know, one of the other running backs on the team, like a, a Dare or, or another one, you know, take up, you know, a little bit more of that pass protection type role. But Keyshawn, I think, is going to add some good things to this team. Again, he's a playmaker. He's a guy that can make big plays down the field. And uh, it should be exciting to see that dynamic. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people are going to say, what about pass blocking issues with Rojo? Same thing with Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't care if people are saying he was good in college. This is the NFL. It's a whole other level. A whole lot of yeah. different concepts of defenses. He's going to have to read blitzing. 
they send way more people. When you study every day, every second of your life is your career of NFL. It's gonna be a lot harder. So, I mean, Dari supposedly is that other guy, and he's practicing with Brady. You don't really see Rojo with Brady. You see Dare. You see Scotty Miller, OJ, Mike Evans at times, Gronk. So mm-hmm. Dari's already building that rapport. So that gives him more leverage. So let's let's see what happens. I think yeah, he's going to be thrown in there. He has. A lot, a lot of things he does well. He doesn't do a lot of things great, but mm-hmm. we don't really need greatness. We just need a couple things here and there. Get, give us, get us the yards. I don't want Zeke Elliott right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. But again, so William, someone says, "Awesome show, guys. See you on the next one." And with that, yeah, let's let's end it there because we're heading towards an hour. Other than that, guys, thank you again for all the questions. I mean, yeah, it's an off season of quiet, no news. We're going off of rumors, and you brought all the awesome questions, awesome feedback. Yeah, JPP video, we will do that soon as well. It'll probably be next week. But other than that, guys, thank you for entertaining us. I hope we entertained you. Other than that, again, if you haven't liked the video yet, I know there's over 20 of you guys in here. Drop a like down below, please. Help promote the channel. Help let us expand. Do good things. Comment down below some comments. Subscribe. Other than that, guys, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Go Bucks.